I'm beyond excited and honored and humbled and blown away, honestly, to be announcing our first ever Root to Rise men's group coaching program. This has been a long time coming. It's been years that men have been sliding into our DMs, following the podcast now, and just reaching out, husbands of our current, you know, wives who are in our client community, asking for where's the help for us. (laughs) And it's broken my heart to have to turn so many men away time and time again. But this has been a long time coming and we are officially starting our first charter round on March 13th. This will be a three-month group coaching program for deeply authentic men who are ready to reclaim fulfillment and freedom in their marriage by moving trauma out of their body. So if you're interested, book a call with our team. The link is in the show notes and we can't wait to answer your questions and see if you're an aligned fit. Welcome to your Breakthrough Blueprint. I'm your host, Becky Oste, a wife, mom, and trauma-informed marriage coach. After a decade of trying all the mainstream modalities of healing to save my marriage, I found myself two kids later separated and on the verge of divorce. That's when I stumbled upon the unconventional game-changer of somatic work that not only resurrected my dying marriage, but bled into breakthroughs in my parenting, purpose, spirituality, health, wealth, business, and more in just six months. My intention with this podcast is simple. Through every weekly episode, my goal for you is that one, you realize how insanely collective our struggles are, that you're not even close to alone. Two, that you can laugh a little because God knows we need it. And three, that you walk away with actionable advice on how to design your unique blueprint for your breakthrough life. So get your earbuds in, grab your coffee so you can sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. What happens in Mexico does not stay in Mexico today. I'm going to share all about my retreat in Mexico from, gosh, it's been almost a whole month now since I went. So I'll share all about it on today's episode. But before we deep dive, I do want to share something else. So this Sunday, went to church. The scripture they read from was 1 Kings 19.11, where it says, God says to Elijah the prophet, Go out and stand on the mountain, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. And that's exactly where God was. So the fact that this was the main scripture from church this past Sunday was, it just felt like a God wink to me in and of itself. Like, I cannot tell you how many times I mentioned this scripture to people over the last few weeks. And if you caught my podcast on intuition a few weeks back, I actually referenced it in there too. So what the hell does this have to do with Mexico? (laughs) Because for me, this trip was a huge opportunity to get away from the noise, the wind, the earthquakes and the fires in my day-to-day life and clear out a whole week to hear what I felt like was a million little whispers from God, from my own intuition. And I hope by the end of this episode, you can realize that the whisper of your own path, your own God, your own guidance, it actually doesn't need to be found all the way in Mexico. It's available to you right here, right now, this week, this very moment. So let's dive in, shall we? 
I've been so excited for this episode to get to share with you guys what actually went down in Zihuantanejo, Mexico a month ago. Although this will be me sharing my experience, my invitation and just intention is that you can see yourself within my story, that you walk away from this episode believing you really are supernaturally supported, believing you really can find yourself again, no matter how many years you fell off track and believing that investing in your healing truly can be the most powerful decision you've ever made for your marriage, for your parenting, your health, spirituality, and purpose and impact in this life. So this five-day retreat that I went on, it was in a resort city called Playa Viva, and it was on Mexico's Pacific Coast northwest of Acapulco. And it was run by my good friend, Leanne Tran and her business partner, Genevieve Grace, who together as business partners, they run Soul Prism Retreats. And this is their heart and soul. It's their business, their mission in life to create just life-changing experiences for women of all walks of life. This particular retreat was called the Feminine Radiance Leadership Retreat. So it was calling in all the high-achieving, go-getter women who tend way more towards their masculine, get-her-done, muscle-through-it, sleep-while-you're-dead <laughs> type of energy, or sleep-when-you're-dead. This retreat, it was specifically curated to bring these type of women into their more feminine, being-overdoing, rest-is-your-birthright, receiving, flowing, intuitive energy. I first saw and heard about this retreat on Leanne's Instagram. I kept looking at the reels and just drooling over the images. And I was like, oh crap, I'm noticing myself like gravitating towards this thing she's posting about over and over again. And this is usually a way my intuition shows up when I keep being drawn to something like that. And I reached out to her and we started talking about it. And I told her all of my reservations First, when I read about the retreat site, they gave like a heads up, like that there are, we are going to be in nature. So there might be like critters. And I think they named stuff like scorpions. And I was like, Leanne, I do, I cannot imagine myself being able to even sleep in peace if there's potential scorpions or critters coming into my hut or whatever the places are that we're staying. And I remember her response. She was like, yeah, don't worry about it. We've like highly done background check and dove deep into the history of this place. It's been around for over 15 years, has a very good reputation. There's never been one single complaint, blah, blah, blah. And even if an animal did come into your room, we would be able to like get curious about the spiritual meaning of that. And it's like, what the? No, I don't want to know no spiritual meaning about nothing in my room. But she talked me through it and I, she ended up helping me feel better about that resistance. And then the other question I had for her was like, all right, Leanne, I know this is, you're in the woo stuff. We're all, we're not going to be like howling at the moon or anything like that. Howling like wolves. And she was like, no, like nothing like that. I was like, Okay. The other resistance I had was just fear of traveling outside of the country by myself. I literally had not done that since I studied abroad in college, and I was just afraid. I was like, I haven't gone through customs in forever. I need to update my passport, like all the things. And then the last resistance or objection was the investment. It was 4500 for the entire experience. 
included everything, three meals a day, farm to table, fresh prepared meals, excursions, sessions for healing and somatic trauma release and trainings and a lot of different activities for the entire five days. But still, that's not cheap. So I was like, oh, pausing on that. But Leanne was amazing. She didn't try to convince me. She just listened to all my concerns and pointed me back to myself and my intuition and all of those things. And long story short, I did take the leap of faith. I decided to go for it. Something I've never done in my entire life. I've traveled for work. I've traveled with girlfriends, but never a week just for me, not to work, but to fully heal and fully be and fully release everything that was not me. So right before the retreat, this is where my body and just mind was at. I was carrying a lot of stress, tension, grief, anxiety. It's a good problem to have, I'd say, but the business has been exploding. I My ID Breakthrough Root to Rise course has been calling in so many incredible women and ideal clients, and I've needed to hire a team pretty fast to sustain the growth that we've had. So I was juggling this cascade of prospective client calls and women looking into the program while at the same time training a new hire who could take over that position for me, while also grieving my mom's health decline with dementia, while also battling old triggers of relationship anxiety coming up with me not just leaving town, but leaving the country. And so I remember before leaving, there was this tender moment of even asking Sebastian for reassurance because he knows with our past and our relationship dynamic that whenever I went out of town, that was typically a relapse and this would be the cycle of me flaring up my codependency and control and relationship anxiety and all of that. And he gave reassurance, which was super helpful, but still getting on the plane, I had shortness of breath, muscle tension, racing thoughts, like all of my old familiar ways that my body screams out to me when I'm out of alignment were coming up the couple of weeks leading up to this retreat. So I got very clear on my intention going into this retreat and I put it on the background of my phone, but my intention was this. My intention read, dear God, I am opening to release or I am open to releasing everything that is not me and embody the most anchored, authentic and aligned version of me that I have ever known. So that's what I was marinating in. That was my whole reason for going, releasing everything that wasn't me, meaning the muscle tension, the stress, the anxiety, the thoughts, the everything that did not feel in alignment with the highest version of me and ready to step into that and keeping it open enough for just unexpected shifts that were out of my control, but just this curiosity of who am I going to be on the other end of this retreat? So fast forward to flight day, the night before my flight took off, I hugged and kissed the kids goodbye. And I was just crying. I had just never been that far away from my babies. And that felt really scary, but I knew they were in good hands. My mother-in-law was helping. Sebastian obviously was taking care of them. Next day, woke up at 4 a.m. Sebastian drove me to the airport. It was a two-hour flight from Dulles to Dallas. And then I met Michelle, one of the women on the retreat, who was going to be my roommate. She was the one of the women that I did know, but had never met in real life. We we're in the same business mastermind. We we're coached by the same business coach, Justin Buonamo. So I was really excited to meet her. I didn't get to sit with her 
on the plane, but I did happen to sit next to a girl who happened to live 20 minutes down the road from me. And she was going to the exact same resort for a very similar retreat. And we were the only two groups there that whole time in Mexico. And I was like, what are the odds? The girl that I sit next to on the plane, she lives down the road from me and we're going to the same exact place in Mexico. And so it was cool because we would see each other all week. She was in a different group than ours, but we'd smile at each other and wave at each other and had a good chat and followed each other on Instagram. So the flight wasn't bad. Two two hours from Dallas to Dallas, layover for an hour and then two and a half hours to Mexico. Not bad at all. We arrive in Mexico and it is hot as hell. (laughs) Customs went super smooth. I found my bag right away. Me and Michelle got tacos and margaritas because how do you go to Mexico and not order tacos and margaritas? And the bill came to 450 pesos, but it just it shows the dollar sign. So it looks like $450 for like practically appetizers. So I took a picture and I sent it to Sebastian and gave him a good heart attack. He's please tell me that's pesos. (laughs) There is a resort van waiting for us. And we got in there. There was one other woman that I had never met that was also attending the retreat, Roxana. And she hopped in the van with us. Her flight arrived like an hour after us. And we dove deep pretty fast. We talked on the way from the airport to the resort, everything from doubts to divorce to dumb jokes. And we arrived finally to Playa Viva. And when we got there, it was just this magical shift of energy. And we had these people, these employees at the resort come up to us and hand us this little almost shot glass, but it was full of a smoothie on a platter. And it was the best thing I'd ever tasted in my life. It was cool. It was refreshing. It was a taste that I can't even describe to you. I don't even remember what was in it, but they brought us to our rooms. They took our bags for us. We made ourselves immediately at home. It had amazing views of the ocean and had the coolest shower I've ever seen. We were practically showering in the jungle, somewhat in the wide open. Like it was obviously fenced off, but when I looked up, like I could see the trees and it was just very cool and different. There was so many moments on the retreat that I would not have enough time to tell you all of them in this one podcast episode, but I'm going to share with you some of the most profound moments for me on this retreat. And it was so much stretching out of my comfort zone, guys. I was meeting my edge more frequently than I think I've ever met in my life in such a short amount of time. First, I'll start with the things that were in my comfort zone and were just awesome. Doing daily yoga in the morning. We were led with an hour, sometimes hour and a half yoga session, which I normally at home feel like I don't usually do more than 20 minutes of yoga, but it helped me being in the presence of other people, guided by professional yoga instructor. That was amazing for my body. And then I got two massages while I was there. That's super in my comfort zone. Love massages. That was amazing release for my body. Then our first session with Carrie Ford, who is the guest facilitator, guest expert who came to this retreat. She's actually my personal coach. So a lot of you might know Justin Buonamo. It has been my business coach for the past year, but I just recently hired Carrie Ford because she's also a somatic practitioner. And so I wanted that piece as well, just in my own progression and healing. So it was really cool that she happened to be the guest on the retreat and she led us in this meeting two session, I'll call it. 
And it was all of the women facilitating the retreat as well as the retreaters. It was only six of us. It was a very intimate retreat and it was like three on three basketball. It was Carrie, Genevieve and Leanne leading and then me, Michelle and Roxana like receiving and being on the retreat. So anyway, the Me Too session, we stand in a circle. We're on this, it's called the Yoga Shala, this giant platform overlooking the ocean where we did yoga every day. And that's where we did all of our sessions. So we're standing in the circle and basically the session is sharing whoever feels led to step forward into the middle of the circle to share something that's just weighing them down or on their heart, maybe express something that they've never felt comfortable or safe enough to share before that is weighing them down. Kind of like a confession session, but nothing like, I don't know what comes to mind for you with something like this, but I have had a long church history of very unsafe sessions at church camp or like on church internships where you were basically like forced to confess your worst sins. And it felt terrifying and like a lot of shame and judgment and pressure. So this was like nothing like that. (laughs) And it was the safest place I could imagine being in. And I didn't go first. Roxanna actually went first. And what happens is whatever the person in the middle shares, if you can relate to it, you basically step forward in the me too solidarity and just let them express what they need to. And you just stand there and hold space for them close to them. And then you all step back. Whoever goes next, they step into the middle, share whatever's on their heart whoever relates comes into the middle with them. It was so powerful. All of us were like sobbing. I was ugly crying, snot running down my nose, hands on my knees, dry heaving, just grief and processing and pain. And so healing just for dissolving shame, because a lot of what all of us go through as women, we think we're the only ones. It can feel so isolating, especially the things that we're the most ashamed of that we feel like we don't even want to admit to ourselves to have other people in love, in total acceptance, step forward with you and be like, yeah, girl, I've been there too. So healing. That was actually within my comfort zone. So now let me share some of the moments that were not within my comfort zone. The next day we had, I'll call it like the eye contact session. And this was led by Carrie too. And we were paired up with partners. So I was with Genevieve, who I did not know before going into the retreat. She was pretty much a complete stranger for me. And I, she and I were paired up to the warm up was to basically stare into each other's left eye because the left eye apparently is the one that tells the truth. And so that was new for me. Stare into each other's left eye for a minute and a half each. And that was so uncomfortable for me. I have done this twice before in my life. The first was at like a women's retreat years ago and I was paired up with my mom and I freaking hated it. At that time, me and my mom were just in a weird relationship. I felt like there was some codependency on her end and I was triggered by her pretty easily. So being forced to stare at her and she was loving it and soaking it up and crying. And I was like, I want to run out of this room. I hate this. That was my first experience doing something like that. The second time I'd ever done something like this was I'm in a somatic practitioner course right now, finishing up my hours to become an official somatic practitioner. And 
I was paired with a stranger and we had to do this eye contact thing. And I remember just feeling, okay, I'm not going to crack masculine energy, like muscling through it, like stare at her, don't look away, but there was nothing vulnerable about it. Okay. So when I was paired with Genevieve, I would, it was a completely different experience. And it is what I've seen other women who have done stuff like this, who have described it as very emotional, very like healing, crying. I experienced it for the first time with Genevieve and um, it wasn't just staring at each other. Carrie was also guiding us and um, giving some prompts and having us do some different things and even share uh, affirming words to the other person and then practice receiving affirming words from them. And I was just like a waterfall. And I was like, whoa, I feel like for the first time ever, I let somebody who like, I don't really know, see me deep within my soul. And I reached this tipping point where I like let her in energetically. And it was really powerful. So out of my comfort zone at first, and then it felt really good after that session. The last session Carrie led us in was the one that was most outside my comfort zone. It's a tie with the last thing I'll share after this. Okay, but this was, I think, titled the Warrior Woman Session. And I was like, oh my God, what is this going to be about? Is she going to have us freaking like growling or roaring like a lion? Like, I'm really not looking forward to this one. And sure enough, the warm up was like, yeah, she was like, you guys are going to feel like idiots. You guys are going to feel super weird, but we're going to warm up by really roaring like a lion. She said something like that. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. I am here in Mexico. I signed up to really experience this and immerse myself in it. So I'm going to just go for it. But then she guided us through, here we are on the yoga shala again, like releasing anger And, ooh, this was so scary for me, guys. Like, I grew up in a home where anger was never shown. My mom and dad swept everything under the rug. There was a lot of passive-aggressive tension, but never, ever did I have an example of it being expressed in a healthy way. And then just being in church culture for so long, what comes to mind when I hear the word anger is like, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down when you're angry. Anger is bad. And so it's an emotion that I've never felt like totally comfortable expressing. And what's interesting is I did body scan exercise with Genevieve on the retreat earlier that day. And what came up in my particular body was suppressed anger. And I was like, really interesting backtrack to about six months ago, I went to a holistic doctor and I did, it's called a Zytoscan. They use the same technology as is used in lie detector tasks. I put my hand on this equipment and it scanned my energetic body and my cellular makeup. And the highest emotion that came up on there was anger. And also the biggest organ that needed attention in my body was the liver, which is where anger is stored. So it's, I feel like God has been saying for a while, girl, get your anger out. And in this warrior woman session with Carrie, she was guiding us with prompts. And I hear like some of the other 
women releasing and they're like cursing at God knows who they're like yelling, like we're in this private area. Nobody can hear us, but they're going for it. And I'm like, I can't do this. I can't, I'll stand here. I'll release tears. And I was just standing in front of the ocean on the shala with my hands, like palms open towards the ocean. And I was just like letting myself cry. And I was thinking to myself, I'm not going to do the anger thing. Not here. Like I get the idea of it. I'll save this for when I get home in the privacy of my old own home and I'll release it there. But then I just had this like intuitive nudge of again, Becky, this is what you came here for. Leave it all here. You came in with this intention to let go and release everything that is not you and to step into the most anchored, aligned and authentic version of you. And anger is not you. And you have a lot to release. There's a lot that came up in that moment of just the way that I was raised spiritually with a lot of fear, a lot of punishment, a lot of doomsday, like fear of going to hell just in the religious culture that I grew up in. And so there was anger coming up there. There's also anger coming up for everything that we've gone through in our marriage and that I still was like, yeah, I still feel a lot here and I want to release it, but I'm scared. Long story short, I ended up going for it. I like screamed, just let out this, ah, like at the top of my lungs, like to the ocean in front of these women and Carrie Ford swooped right up to me and she was like guiding me, supporting me, just holding space for me in that moment and saying, you're doing great. I'm here. Let it all out more. And I did. I let it all out. And apparently her microphone wasn't turned into her towards her mouth at that moment. She had moved it out. And I guess the microphone picked up my scream. And I think it might've been (laughs) loud enough for the whole resort to hear. But that was the most out of my comfort zone and also the most releasing thing that I didn't even know that I needed. And I had a massage scheduled right after that. Thank the Lord, because my nervous system needed, I think, just to be affirmed that was safe what I just did. And all of the women were, God, just responded so well, just almost not blinking, like just nodding their heads after we circled up and just shared how that was for everyone. And they were like, yep, makes sense, Becky. Like you went for it. Thank you for the courage for making yourself visible and going there. And um, it ended up being really healing. Okay. That was out of my comfort zone. And then the next day we, this is the last moment I'll share. We went to basically a sweat lodge. It was like a sauna. It was called a Temascal ceremony. And it was led by a shaman, a Mexican woman named Lupita. And saunas are very good if you look at just the kind of data on what it can do for your body, releases a lot of toxins, cortisol. It's really good physiologically, but this was like a good for our body, but also spiritually guided. So what it is, we walked into and laid down in this like hut and it was like this clay hut, like a dome, like an igloo. It was like a clay igloo and it was covered the door by a rug. And I was really terrified because some of the other ladies had done a Temascal ceremony before and they said it could be like two to three hours. And I just immediately panicked. I was like, I've never stayed in a sauna for more than like 20 minutes and I freaking hate hot yoga. Like I'm going to feel so claustrophobic. And so I was like needing them to talk me off a ledge on our way to this place. And I decided to pick the place on my mat closest to the exit because that made me feel safe. 
And then as we began this ceremony, I literally had my hand like peeking, like touching through the door. I moved the rug or whatever was covering it a little bit so I could feel the air outside. And that made me feel safe. That made me feel like I had an exit if I needed to. And there was a little hole at the top of the igloo hut and the sun was shining through there. So I was like, okay, at least there's light that helped me too. But then Lupita asked Genevieve to put a pillow up in that hole to like make it completely dark in there. And I was like, like freaking out at first. What happened is maybe 10, 15 minutes in after practicing just my somatic practices to help me feel safe in my body, staying by the exit, I reached this tipping point where I felt so good and so safe. And I remember feeling like, oh, I actually feel good. Like I was just so excited to, it felt like overcome my fear and not feel claustrophobic and actually enjoy the whole experience. And so she was like a mixture of people could pray if they wanted to, people could sing songs. I stayed quiet the whole time, but the whole intention behind it was this rebirth beautiful spiritual ceremony. And she talked a lot about the mother's womb and making this experience, this like hut that we're going into or this Temescal structure like the womb going in with an intention of how we want to come out. And so, so beautiful. I could share so much more about that. If you want to know more about that, just DM me on Instagram. But what was wildly outside of my comfort zone, guys, once I reached that tipping point, and leaned in a way that felt safe enough for my body, it ended up being amazing. There was also so many signs. For me, I feel like God speaks to me in signs, and that's not the same for everyone. But I remember journaling like a maniac the whole time I was there because I was like, I don't want to miss or forget this. Like, I want to anchor all of this in. And so I think I had a total of 19 different signs that... I was like, ah, that's an undeniable God wink for me here. Oh my gosh. And I won't share all of them, but I'll share three. The first sign is you guys might've heard this before, or even if you know the the logo for my ID breakthrough community, it's a butterfly. Ever since I was a little girl, white butterflies would show up whenever I prayed to God as a little kid or was in a sticky situation or afraid that something wouldn't work out. I would pray and see a white butterfly. And as a little girl, it was always just this knowing. I never told anybody. It was just this knowing that God was telling me everything would be okay. So I remember one time being like late to a soccer game. And for me, that was like devastating. Like I can't be late to my soccer game. We were stuck in traffic. And I remember praying, God, please clear up um, traffic, help us get there on time. Saw this little white butterfly fly by my window. And then immediately like the traffic cleared, moved forward. After having been in standstill, we got off the exit when we made it to the soccer game on time. Also, when my dad died, when we were putting his urn in the ground at his um, memorial service, two little white butterflies danced to the top towards the sky until I couldn't see them anymore. So my whole life, white butterflies have been a thing. But guys, I've never, ever seen so many white butterflies in my life as I did in Mexico that week. And they were just like everywhere. And it just felt It just felt like a total, yeah, God speaking to me every single time I saw one. But there was this one time where there was one outside the room that we were staying in. 
and I put my hands out palms open or no, just one hand out. I put my hand out and I was like, do you want to come to me little butterfly? Never done that before. And I didn't expect it to really come to me. But what it did do is it landed on the bush right in front of me. And I was like, whoa. And then guys, it didn't move. I stayed there for maybe 10 to 15 minutes, just staring at this little white butterfly and it did not move. It was just perched perfectly on the branch. And I was getting closer and closer because I wanted to take a picture and I thought, surely it's going to fly away. Guys, it didn't. (laughs) DM me and I'll send you the picture. I got inches away from that little butterfly and it did not move. And guess what? Went to bed that night, woke up the next day. That same white butterfly was on that same damn branch, hadn't moved. And it stayed there till 11 AM the next day. And I was like, holy crap, that's never happened to me before ever. Okay. So there's the butterfly. Another sign. Let me backtrack. Butterflies have always been my good sign, moths on the other hand I know they're similar but they're not they're completely different moths have been my biggest fear in my entire life I don't know why if I were to trace it to any reason it was going I grew up in the country and so every time we went home I came into my house the front door the light above the door was like just oh there's so many moths just flying to the light and every time I'd open the door they'd get into the house they'd freaking fly in my face fly in my hair flutter oh I just have always hated moths. Okay. I'm on the beach at one point, maybe day three of the retreat. And I'm talking with Michelle about all of my spiritual journey and just the way that I had picked up and internalized so many associations of fear with God and God being associated with punishment or like worst case scenario and just like my religious upbringing. And We had a really amazing talk about it, about how for the first time ever, like I'm really having shifts in that area of my life and seeing God as loving and seeing God as safe and not out to punish me or look for a mistake and like really shifts happening. Okay. And so we finished the conversation. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go back to our room before we get ready for dinner. And I turn around and there's one of those like big, big, furry, huge moths on our umbrella. We were on beach chairs on the umbrella over our head. And you know what my reaction was? It was like, oh my God, Michelle, look look at that beautiful moth. It's a sign. And I was like, what do you think that means? And she was like, we had a conversation about it. She's like, I don't know what that means. And at first she freaked me out because she was like, I think that means something bad. I was like, oh no, really? And then I was talking with the girls at it at dinner later. And Carrie was like, how did your body feel when you saw that moth? And I was like, it actually felt like really good, really safe. And my first instinct was like, whoa, I think that's a sign of something. And What I realized after I sat with it and I was just like praying about it, being in silence, I realized, oh, that's total confirmation that showed up right after my conversation with Michelle, because as I was sharing with Michelle for the first time ever, I'm seeing God and spirituality in a completely different way. I'm seeing God is a lot more expansive, a lot more loving, a lot more graceful, a lot more accepting um, than I typically have. And 
likewise with that moth. That was the first time in my life after being terrified. And I told women at the beginning of the retreat, I hate moths freak me out. I saw it for the first time in my life. I, I had this different reaction of, whoa, that's beautiful. And so that was like pretty powerful for me. Just confirmation again, that I'm on the right path and that these are just cool ways that showed up as my intuition coming through to me. The last thing is before the retreat, I was on the a call with Genevieve. That was my first time meeting with her because she's a physical therapist and she's all about biohacking your body, leveraging it in movement and exercise and finding like a design that works with your unique body. And I was telling her, I really want to get back into strength training. I feel like I've been doing cardio with soccer and uh, yoga, but I really feel like I need to make my body strong. And I think part of it is seeing to my mom um, getting older and very fragile and has no muscle in her body. And I know that can be associated with dementia is not having any muscle mass. And so told her about strength training on the drive from the um, airport to the resort. I was telling Michelle and Roxana, I want to get back into strength training. And then I also told Carrie that, yeah, strength training is my goal for the end of the year. And Genevieve, or not Genevieve, Leanne had this spread of different animals and their meaning. And I pulled one of these animal cards and the, the card that I pulled was the horse. And I read about like the significance and the meaning of a horse. And it was like super, super powerful. But then at the very bottom, it was saying in order to get like the spirit and the energy of a horse back into power, the route is strength training. Like it literally said strength training. I was like, what? That's wild. And I shared it with all of them. They were like, you just told all of us about how you want to get back into strength training. I was like, this is a confirmation. Okay. When I get back, I'm signing up for a gym. So me and Sebastian found a gym. We're going to sign up and we're trying to this week. But in the meantime, I've been getting my own free weights back at home and um, getting that muscle mass back. And my butt is sore from my lunges yesterday. But so those were some of the moments within my comfort zone, not within my comfort zone, three of the 19 signs that I got while on the retreat. And then now coming in for a landing, literally, I want to share about the flight home. So you guys remember how I felt on the way in stress, tightness, anxiety, racing thoughts, grief on the flight home, guys, I feel like this is how I imagine a baby's body feels. Just total lightness in my body. Zero muscle tension. Zero. Z-E-R-O. Open breath. Open. And that remained for like weeks after the retreat, which if you know me at all, that's always been the hardest thing. Even with all of my healing, the breath still has felt constricted. And so it's something that I've been intentional about and Mexico opened it up in a way that I have not felt since like before college. I felt, you know, this total delicious unparalleled peace in my mind, body and soul on that plane ride home. I literally cried when I said goodbye to the other girls when we had to get on separate flights. And I realized it's because I'd never been that vulnerable that scene, felt that scene, and exposed myself that much with a group of women in my life. Not even my husband, my mom, or my best friend had seen me rage like that, the screaming bloody murder rage at the yoga shala, and also seen me dry heave cry in my grief, and also see me deep into my soul 
without breaking eye contact, even when I was cringing and wanting to run away, but instead leaned in and let the dam break. And to trust these humans holding space for me and also them seeing me be a total clown. Michelle told me on the last night, Becky, you're so different than I thought you were. I see you on Zoom calls so focused and put together and you're fucking hilarious. You're so fun and carefree and I love your energy. And my initial response to that was actually shame. I was like, oh no, did she not like me before this? But then it quickly shifted into gratitude. And what I said to her was, Michelle, thank you for saying that. I think what you're seeing is just the real me. It's not the achiever, the business owner, the coach or the leader. What you're seeing here this week is how I was before life got hard. I used to be the class clown, the prankster, the weird one. And as life got more lifey, I became very serious, very rigid, very performative. It's just how I survived. I held my breath and muscles and achieved to feel worth when my dad disappeared from my life and my marriage was falling apart. But what these women got to see that week was the little girl essence of me, the Becky that just feels safe to be rather than do, safe to receive rather than just give, and safe to rest rather than work. And this is where I want to invite you in to see yourself in this story, even when you're tempted to put yourself in a different category right now, as if an experience like this could never be your reality, as if a transformation like this couldn't be available to you, when the truth is it's just as available to you as it is to me. It's available to every single one of us, whether it's in Mexico or in our bedroom closet, when we can get a moment of privacy, when the kids are screaming and the husband is husbanding. (laughs) So I'd love to invite you into a moment of reflection. You're welcome to close your eyes for this or lay down in a comfy, relaxed position. Or maybe you're busy as you're listening to this and that is fine. You do you. Save this for later if you need to. But I invite you to consider... Just imagine, what would it look like to release everything that is not you? What immediately comes to mind? No right or wrong answer. What would you release? Where in your body are you holding, tensing, clutching that you could imagine maybe feeling safe enough to surrender and let go of? What beliefs about yourself or others might you release? What coping strategies or behaviors might you set down? What else, if anything, would you want to let go of? Now, you might imagine what it would look like and feel like to step into the most anchored, authentic, and aligned version of you that you have ever known. Who is she? Or he. Shout out to my male listeners. How does this version of you spend their day? How does this version of you walk, talk, and carry themselves? How do you feel? What thoughts do you think about yourself and others? If you were to step into the most anchored, authentic, and aligned version of you, what is that version doing for work, for play and fun, for self-care? That highest version of you, how much money is in their bank account and what would make them feel so safe and carefree to live the exact life they want to live? Imagine showing up as her, 
or him. <laughs> not just for a week, but this being the new, staying, not going anywhere, effortless embodied version of you. What could this do for your marriage, for your children, for your grandchildren? What could it do for the world? All right, friends. So next week's episode is going to be Mexico part two. And I'm bringing on the girls from the retreat, all six of us. We're going to have a roundtable reunion to answer your questions. It might be pure chaos. We'll see how it goes. I've never done one of these. But DM me on Instagram at Becky underscore Oste, the questions you want answered. And we'll make sure to answer candidly AF, whatever you want to know. Don't be shy. You can ask us anything. And we are excited to bring you our collective energy and experience next time. See you soon. Ah, I'm honored you found today's episode worth your listen and time to hang out with me today. You know, for some of us, this podcast is just the thing you need to support you towards your breakthrough. But for others, we know we need a deeper level of support and guidance. So if you're a highly ambitious woman who's ready to repair deep, unshakable connection in your marriage, I'd love to tell you about my client coaching program called Root to Rise. This is the life-changing transformational container that will teach you exactly how to launch your marriage to the next level by moving trauma out of your body and stepping back into your power. Even if you've already tried everything, even if you're caught on the fence of should I stay or should I go, and even if your husband's not on board today. So look for my link in the show notes to book a call with me and we'll just talk about what's working, what's not, where you want to go. And very easily, I'll be able to tell you if and how I can help you. And if not me, I can still point you in the direction of some resources that can. So either way, tons of clarity. We'll have some fun getting to know each other while we're at it. And that's it for today. Huge hugs, my friend. I'll chat with you next Friday.